This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, and give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Hi, welcome to episode 31 of 54 States. This is your host, Jolie Moore. I am super excited because summer is happening. I have booked tickets. I'm going to my summer house. I don't know whether or not I need to get a COVID test or how things will be, honestly, but um, I'm looking forward to it. My son has been bebopping around. He rolled out a suitcase. He opened it, closed it, looked at it, sent me a YouTube video of other suitcases that he doesn't want to buy, but he's interested in looking at. Um, But all signs point to him being super excited for summer travel. Um, It's been two years since we have gone away for the summer. So that is um, exciting. Also, you know, um, so this is episode 31. So I am well more than halfway through the episodes. Um, I plan to record 52, one for every date or week of the year. Plus um, episode 52 would be, uh, let's call it epilogue of sorts, because I can tell you what has happened since these dates um, relationship wise. Uh, <laughs> right now, it's not good news. It just is. It Well, I don't want to say it is what it is because it's not a negative, that's kind of a negative statement. Um, I am looking to embrace a future with emotionally available men who are willing to make an effort and who actually like me. See, that's such a breakthrough. Um, I don't even know what to say. I, so many things happen all the time. So I'm of two minds right now. One is um, I have this friend or had this friend. Let me put the emphasis on the past tense. Um, So I think in the divorce, I lost a few people. um, And one of them was uh, a friend I made um, in college. She was one of uh, my best friends in college. And I've known her for obviously all the years since I graduated. And um, it was really hard for me to talked to her about leaving my marriage. I've talked about it before and I'd asked her for support. Um, But one of the things that continues to, I can't decide if it annoys me or astounds me, is the fact that she has remained friends with my ex even when she wasn't friends with him before. Um, I can't really wrap my head around her being this supposedly supportive friend and I tell her that my ex was abusive and she remains friends with him even when I asked her not to share details with him. So obviously I had to stop sharing details with her and actually I only know she visited um, because my son mentioned it. He was like, oh hey, you know, who was in town and I saw her over the weekend and I literally have nothing to say. Um, Part of me wanted, has always wanted to ask him what he thinks of my uh, former best friend from college, 
um, suddenly being friends with my ex, but that's too complicated for an 11-year-old. It's just questions I have that uh, he can't answer. The other um, thing is I have come to a conclusion that has made me very happy where I'm going to take no for an answer. So um, after, you know, I think I sent out a thing I appeared on uh, Gumball Love, um, the Melissa Ledger podcast a few weeks back, and what it sort of solidified or hmm, highlighted was uh, the last Gumball guy. And you know, before the conversation with her, I mean, I knew where it needed to go. I was just having difficulty doing it, but I feel like over the last couple of weeks, um, (laughs) I don't know, a light has been shined into the darkness and I'm going to take no for an answer. If everyone so far that I've dated has been equivocal to some degree or emotionally unavailable to some degree, then I need to let them go. I really don't think I was one of those people who was sort of sitting around hopeful that any one of these guys was suddenly going to like wake up and be a different person. But I was still stringing all of it along nonetheless, and I can't say why. So, okay, the second to last guy, um, I really am ready to let go. I just have to decide uh, whether... So I wrote him a lovely letter. A dear John letter. His name is not John. And um, I've been thinking about emailing it. My therapist suggests that I need to have a conversation in person. And I believe that that is warranted and that is what kind people do. Uh, nevertheless, he's in one of his like flake out crazy modes. And therefore, like it's it would take like an act of Congress or like it would be like pulling teeth to have that conversation. So I have just, you know, put that aside in the closet or wherever it goes. Um, And that's the second to last guy. The last guy is the summer guy. So I'm about to read his chapter, I can tell from the title. Um, It's about him. And um, when I go to my summer house, I mean, he's been texting me or whatever, messaging me. So I know that he's gonna wanna see me and I have to decide if I wanna see him Or do I want to just shut down the whole casual kit and caboodle from all of these men and just start anew? You know, I can't see going forward with messiness, so I really need to clean up my side of the street. Um, Whether or not all those conversations need to be in person is something different. But if I don't have the conversation with the guy here, then I won't. Um, have the conversation until September. And that does seem like sort of dragging it out. But, um, well, that's that's the decision I need to make before I get on a plane. And I'm getting on a plane in uh, 14 days. So it feels as if some decisions should be made other than cleaning out my fridge and trying to decide which shorts my son needs to take on an airplane or which masks or how this, whether we need to get a COVID test before I get on a plane, even though I've been vaccinated, how the whole thing is gonna work. So it's about cleanup time. And my hope is that honestly, when I get back this summer, having had my usual, like, you know, well, maybe this time only 10 weeks um, to sort of sort out my brain, then I will come back clearer and uh, much more cognizant 
of not only what I want going forward, but how I'm going to go about pursuing it. I mean, I made my list of what I want in a guy and what I want in a relationship. The bigger question is, how in the heck do I get it? Like, I don't even know. I don't feel like knowing now, having an idea of what I want, that Tinder seems the most appropriate vehicle for doing that. But um, I'm not like 20 something anymore. And so meeting people is a little bit more difficult. Um, and I need to probably expand my world. And I don't even know how to go about it. So that will be my challenge going forward. I am looking forward to the summer. I hope you are having a great one. And now let's get to chapter 30. Chapter 30, The Micro Penis, July 28th. After I washed what seemed like a thousand loads of laundry from our impromptu vacation to the mountains, I messaged the sociologist. My son was with his father for the second half of the summer, and outside of writing, I had a lot of time on my hands. A lot. Maybe too much. Me, flying back now. You have some time this weekend? The sociologist, hey-ho, most probably the weekend won't work, but do you maybe have some time during the week? Me? Absolutely. My schedule is quite clear now. The sociologist, awesome. Maybe Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon then. By Saturday, though, I was happy to say that he'd moved us up to Monday. The sociologist, could perhaps Monday work around 3 to 4 p.m.? Perfect. I'll try to arrive between 3 and 4, but I'll keep you posted. Can't wait to be with you again. Like Thunderbolt, he was timely. I'd kind of forgotten how cute he was or how sexy his accent was. We talked a little about his job and the project he was working on, a study of people's attitudes towards self-driving cars and other AI in the transportation realm. I gave him a tour of my summer place. What was up with friends with benefit guys being fascinated with how I lived? I swear this is another two bedroom like mine in West Hollywood, but he liked my color choice. Let me say he got bonus points for not pointing out that it was neat, though I could totally see it was on the tip of his tongue. The N word that he expressed was nice. To paint a scene, it's basically all Ikea with artwork I've collected. I promise you, dear reader, that I'm not a neat freak or a fabulous decorator. Single men are just weird. We skipped day drinking this time and got comfortable on my couch. This couch is not as legendary as the West Hollywood one, but it's white. Yes, getting a white couch with a sun was not my best idea, but it's a summer house and I wanted something summery. Most days I don't request it, but I refuse to make out on it. Accidents could happen. So we moved to my bedroom. My exes refused to get his stuff out of our summer house. I finally packed most of it up, but it's not all gone. For a few long minutes that Monday morning, I wondered if it would be weird to sleep in the same bed I'd slept in with my ex. Granted, my ex had only come down a couple of weeks a year. I mostly slept here alone. Or if it would be weird that my ex's shoes were still in the closet. Turned out the minute the sociologist came through the door, I wasn't thinking jack shit about my ex. The thing I like most about this guy is that he's pretty giving. My guess is that it has to do with the size of his package. So one night, having finished my word count for the day, I did a deep dive on penis size and whether or not this was what some people call a micro penis. No, look, I have some thoughts on the penises I've encountered in my life, but suffice it to say that they 
all more or less done the job, except for my ex, but for that one, I'm honestly very grateful. The less of that, the better. Anyway, I've spent more time thinking about his penis than anyone should. I think it would qualify as a micro. There was a lot of differing advice on what to do when women encountered one. Lots of advice from men on what the owners of very small penis should do to make up for it. At the end of the day, the sociologist was giving enough that I was willing to forego all the deep thrusting I liked. Not everyone can be everything. Yeah, the sociologist. So that was the uh, one, I don't want to say drawback because that is not kind, one way that he differed from the other people that I spent time with in 2019. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, um, <laughs> there's a guy later. Um, the foreigner actually, who, um, is actually from the same place and has the same name as this guy. Cause I, I look like <laughs> my whole life I've slept with a number of people. I swear to God, there's like no more than like five or six names. Like there's so much repeating of names. Um, I don't think I've even like ever slept with anybody with like, like a name that was even uncommon. I mean, they all have like straight up like biblical names. Um, so this guy, so this guy and the foreigner, the sociologist and the foreigner, same name, same penis size. And, um, I don't even know what to say. Like, so the sociologist never said a word about it. I never said a word about it. And there's actually maybe no more to be said about it. Um, on the other hand, the foreigner, at some point he... What did he say? Like, <laughs> not long after meeting him, he went on this like long tangential story. But the gist of the story was that some cousin or a friend of his was like, oh man, you know, all we ever want for women is for them to tell us that this is the biggest penis I've ever seen and it's amazing. And I could never figure out why he was telling me that story until one day I knew why he was telling me that story. So he did not have a large penis um, and he had a hard time keeping it hard, although that was my fault. So according to him, I don't know what the issue was. Um, he spent a lot of time talking about his kids' penises and how they were bigger than his, but I had to cut that off. Like I don't discuss children's <laughs> genitalia. It's inappropriate, except for the doctor <laughs> or something. And so like every time we would like, be sexual the foreigner would be like so you like my penis is my penis really big and I was like oh my god I could not talk about this penis if you could like keep it hard and get it in then maybe we could have a conversation but honestly okay that was not my kindest moment but it was just like exhausting it is exhausting for like these men to be so lacking in confidence that they want you to spend all your time like worshiping their penis. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Like I literally don't know. So um, I will end it there. It'll be a short episode, but hey, two bonuses. One is I'm trying out a new microphone setup and actually I think I like it. Um, I 
needed um, a new microphone because I'm only going to take one. I don't I don't move stuff back and forth. So anything I take to my summer house stays. And so if I'm going to take a microphone, it's going to stay. Now, I don't know whether it's going to be this new one, which is sounds spectacular, or the other one, which is not as great. Um, but probably I'll take the not as great one, keep the really great one here, and uh, move on. And um, the last thing I think I want to say is that I didn't cry. And um, for the most part, I am feeling really good. I am resolute. Um, I don't feel as unmoored or as wackadoodle as usual. And I think that I am ready to move forward in a more healthy way. Now let's see how that shakes out. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.